0: Why are we called Negroes? Why are we deaf, dumb and blind? Why is everybody making progress, yet we seem to be lagging so far behind? Why are we mistreated? Why are we in this condition, stripped of our name, our language, our culture, our God? And our
1: religion Welcome to another episode of the Landscurve Show Today I wanted to speak about The beauty of being detached Being detached Which pretty much may seem like a contradiction When you're speaking about living life to the fullest And you want to be attached to your loved ones And you want to be attached to good situations Well, it's, that's, that's just it You want to be attached to the good stuff But enough where it's not going to hurt you Meaning that we can get so attached to something that we lose our footing. Okay, imagine this. Have you ever maybe leaned up against a door that was closed and it opened not inward towards you, but it opened outward? Okay, and so you're leaning against this door having a conversation with people in the room. They might be sitting down. You're standing up, but you're leaning a little bit of your weight against that door. Now, somebody comes from the other side and they pull the door open and you stumble slightly before you catch your weight. You were not detached from that door. You needed that door to balance yourself out and maintain your equilibrium to stand up. You can lean on a door just enough to not fall back when it opens up. So that's what I mean, knowing how to stay attached, but not too attached where your world comes crumbling and tumbling down once that footing and once that so-called support is snatched away. You have to be able to stand on your own two feet. And when you're attached to something too much, you're not standing on your own two feet. You're leaning on this external object and you're depending on it to keep yourself upright. Now, that's a physical example, but we have emotional examples that when we are attached to even our loved ones, they can hurt us more because we're leaning in on them. It's a good thing, love. It's a good thing to care. But you, you you cannot allow them who you're attached to, to, to have you imbalanced in your life, basically. OK, let me just say it like this. OK, um, if you've been on this channel long enough, you know that I've confessed that I have an older brother who has used drugs most of his life. And the recent drug that I last knew him to use. Oh, God, was the last time I saw him. Nineteen ninety eight. This is two thousand twenty one. And I'm hearing things from New York City and I still know that he is into what he's doing and his crack cocaine before it was heroin. Right. And I noticed the relationship between my mother and him, who she was the sweetest person in the world, but she was somewhat of an enabler not to enable him on substances, but, but to always have hope, always try to help him out. And the help that he would receive from her was always used some way to his habit Not that she would always Hand money to him I think she stopped doing that Because she realized But just the moral support And the feeling And the emotion Which turned around And hurt her Every time she realized That he failed once again To get off of it And to have a better life So this is what I'm saying Like when it came to me I saw this And I understood this And I saw how manipulation Can go on With those who are on substances And those who are not on substances Because you can have people Who can manipulate you That are not on drugs And be just as vicious If not more When they know how to pull your strings So this is what I'm trying to say Is that You need to know how to love them And be attached to them Just as much as need be But not too much Where it makes it a dangerous situation for you You have to also remain On your own two feet Emotionally Mentally Spiritually Physically Financially And on all kind of ways That you don't need them for anything Where you have to depend on anything from them But remain detached enough so that if they do go through a crash and burn and it could be fatal it could be something that's that that will scar them for the rest of their life that you're not so emotionally caught up in them that you're going to destroy yourself because of the pain that they're going through and you're going to feel it you're going to feel it when it's a loved one you're going to feel it when it's a relationship that's come to an end you will feel it right but the bottom line is that you don't Allow yourself to become that attached Where when they fall You fall too When that door swings open If you're leaning back on it all the way You're going to go tumbling behind And fall any kind of ways And who knows what can happen That's a disastrous situation You also When you lean on something external It's like a boxer reaching with his punches Okay When a fighter is standing Not just upright But has his weight over his legs And he throws a punch It's a more powerful punch when you stand up upright and try to swing with your hand and reach with the blow. It loses power. You just don't have the same power as when you are standing over the center of your gravity. So you have to be centered emotionally to have the maximum power to be able to deal even when you love someone, even when you help someone, but not where you lean so much into the attachment that you fall off balance yourself because of their dysfunctions that's the bottom line and many don't understand that and 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 like they said before the honorable elijah muhammad which many people say he wasn't so honorable but i'll just say it that way for the good things that he did i take the good and leave the bad the bottom line is that everything on a spiritual level has a physical uh manifestation or lesson in it so you can take the physical and look deep into something that you see right in front of you like okay you go out in the You go out in nature and you're going through different seasons. You're in a part of the world where there are different seasons, right? Like uh, in America, up north, you have the full winter. You have the full fall, the full spring, the full summer. And they say, well, listen, there's a time and season for everything, right? So you know that things are hibernating in the wintertime. Springtime comes, things spring up. Um, Summertime comes, it's full. Blast and fall, things start to not die, but the leaves fall off and we we repeat the process in the wintertime, which may seem so cruel to plants is really a time of cleansing for the earth up on up in those parts of the world. Right. So even in our relationships, even in our life, we have to understand that there's a season and a time for everything and we have to make sure that we don't get too attached in a situation that's very unstable. Other people who are very stable, you can get even more attached to them because they're not going to pull away from you like that door. You just can't meet somebody and just think, oh, I met this guy at the club last week. Like a woman, you say you met this guy and all of a sudden you want to marry the guy and put all your faith into him. You don't know him. You don't know how stable he is emotionally to be able to lean on. And when you have emotionally unstable people around you, how can you lean on them if you need them? It's like this. Say you're, you're wealthy, not just Negro rich, but wealthy. Okay, and and you have other wealthy friends around you, but you have some friends around you that may not have as much money. It's not about money when you have true friendship. All I'm saying is that if you don't have a few wealthy friends around you, the other ones that don't have the money cannot help you out if they're not wealthy also they can't help you out if you fall into a financial bind i'm not saying seek friends that have money but i'm just saying those are not the ones you're going to go to if you need that kind of help if you run into a financial problem you'll be able to help each other you're more financially stable so you want to get around people who mimic you on your strong points you don't want to have anybody that you're around who you know mimic weak points right and so for the friends that don't have any money, it doesn't mean you have to discard them, but you have to know where it's going to go. You may have to be a bedrock for them if they're striving to come up. And that's what I suggest. If you have anybody who is in your life right now, who's striving to get better, not just on a financial level, on a, on a, on a cerebral level, on a spiritual level, as long as they have intentions and they're moving balance, they will find themselves in a better place. It's, it's duty that you help them out. It's duty that you help those financially out who are striving to better themselves financially and budget themselves and not do this frivolous crazy spending at the mall as soon as they get money in their pocket so i'm not i I didn't say that earlier maybe some people at first said, "Oh, so you're all about the money no it's just that you have to have the right spirit to want to come up for me to have to want to help you if you're sitting out there drinking in the corner don't want to work but you say man i got bills to pay man could you help me out it's hard out here well you're not making the effort you're not disciplining yourself and so this is how we separate ourselves But you must detach away from situations that are potentially dangerous for you, because I've known men and women who fall in love with everybody they meet and they always end up getting hurt and they don't learn that you have to learn, learn to love yourself and look within and have your stuff independently taken care of. It's like people say, well, Lance, you know, uh, you have this YouTube channel, you put so much work into it that one day it just might be taken down. Well, they can take it down. I have all of my content on another platform which will be uploaded on landscurf.com. So, I move forward with no fear. And the reputation that you've built can never be taken away. You know, so you must always do things to undergird yourself. You must always make sure to be detached enough that 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 you don't fall when somebody pulls away from you or pulls that door away from you. Any storm comes you can't get knocked down You must always have that in mind You must always look out for yourself first And when the people show Their true behind You're stable You're set They cannot touch you Anyway I hope that helped Uh, I have a few other things I want to say, but I will be doing a lot of these shorter snippets on little things that cross my mind that might be able to help somebody out there in need. That's what it's all about. Sharing the wisdom, sharing the love and the motivation. And that's sometimes better than sharing money itself because it goes a long way. Anyway, like, share and subscribe on to the next one. Lance out. Much love as always.
0: Why are we called Negroes? Why are we deaf, dumb and blind? Why is everybody making progress, yet we seem to be lagging so far behind? Why are we mistreated? Why are we in this condition, stripped of our name, our language, our culture, our God? and our religion here in america all of our religious training has been gotten by the preacher he has told us of a heaven way up in the sky that we can't enjoy now but rather after we die but all of the years that we're living for us there's nothing but hell pain torture and misgiving Yet the Bible speaks of a heaven filled with material luxury which the white man and the preacher has right here so we see. So my friend, take it for what it's worth. Your heaven and your hell is right here on this earth. So let's check back into history which rewards all research and tells us plainly. That before the white man gained entry to the east, he was living in the caves of Europe, a ravenous beast, eating juniper roots and eating flesh raw, till God sent Moses to civilize him and teach him the law. Then following Marco Polo, an explorer, he gained entry into Asia and Africa. From China, he took silk and gunpowder, From India, he took jute, manganese, and rubber. He raped Africa of her diamonds and her gold. From the Mideast, he took barrels of oil untold, raping, robbing, and murdering everything in his path. The whole black world has tasted of the white man's wrath. So my friend, it's not hard to tell. A white man's heaven is a black man's hell. To America, we were living in the east. By the Nile River, we were living in luxury, enjoying freedom, justice, and equality. We were silken roads. There was a gold. We were the wealthiest and the wisest people I'm told. Now we are the poorest of the world nobody wants us at their door so my friend it's easy to tell white man heaven black man hell when the white man came to america he told the indian I am your white brother, he said, red man, I'll treat you the best, yet and still he pushed the Indian further west with his white woman and fire water, tricks and lies, he stole America, the original owner of this nation, is cooped up on a reservation, so White man heaven, black man hell He needed someone to work the land His back was too weak He needed you black man So he commissioned Sir John Hawkins To commit the worst, most grievous sin born to be free and bring him down to slavery to sell a man as merchandise on his body put a price oh my friend it's easy to tell white man heaven is a black man hell